and welcome to the Record Syncrete Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Darren Cooney Hello. and Gordon Parks to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, we'll be talking transfers and the hunt for a new OFI after Kieran Tierney sealed his move to Arsenal. Is it too early to write off volleyball and golly after a mixed start of Celtic career? And we discuss Neil Lennon as he's proven the critics wrong with a goal-leading start to the new season. We'll also be previewing the crunch clash against Cludes this week. Gentlemen, how are we? Very well, thanks, Graham. Very well, you? Yeah, very well. How are you? Gordon? Very well, Graham. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. So we'll start transfers. It's transfer season. Transfers are king right now. Celtic have got a bigger budget now after Kieran has left the club. But a new left back is on the agenda. Greg Taylor someone they've been looking at scouting recently. Is that a... What? Oh, just, I could see. Well, I'm shaking my head. I'm, try, I'm trying to help him. It? Try to help Dan say that Celtic need to look far and wide. And I don't well, think I'll, start a, well, I'll say that wee bit again, is that right? right? And right. I'll just go back, right? So Celtic are on the hunt for a new left back. Kentini's out the door. Gig Taylor's a player on the list. What do we know about that, guys? Well, I mean, he won a couple of caps for Scotland. He's uh, an emerging player for Kilmarnock. Uh, Nuremberg were interested in him. I think they had a bid not back by Kilmarnock for him, but it's just, it's going to, this. This sentence is going to haunt anyone. Kieran Tierney's replacement. Just three words. It's going to be tough for anyone and it might even be harder for Greg Taylor. I don't think he's there just yet. Gordon, don't know. No, I don't. Listen, to ask your, answer your question, is Greg Taylor going to be a target for Celtic? Will a bid go in? I don't think so. Um, I think Celtic have got people travelling Europe going around looking at options and I don't think the option for Kieran Tierney's replacement He's uh, currently in Scottish football, and I think they watched him on Saturday, though. Well, they did, so but, but, but Tosh McKinley will routinely go to Scottish, Scottish games, and I think that um, the reputation that Kieran Tierney had, that stature he had amongst the support, that that left back position is now a kind of sacred role for whoever comes in because they're going to be judged against a supreme talent. So maybe if you go and recruit from abroad, um, I think it's too early to write Bolly off. If that was your, if I've gone to the point too early, but yeah, I think have. I think we're far too hasty um, on that one. But I think. Greg Taylor lacks the physicality. I think he's a good Scottish Premiership dependable fullback. He's young, he's getting better. But Celtic aspire to be better than that. And I don't think um, Greg, with the greatest respect, has the quality to operate at Champions League level. And if that's ultimately where Celtic want to be, they have to look for a better pedigree player. I mean, what is he, t- 21? I mean, he's, he's got talent. I think he'll become a very good player. But I think, it's, I, think I agree with Gordon right now. It's asking a lot. There was... One thing it was slightly encouraging, I think, with Taylor in the Belgium game, at times he wasn't perfect, but he seemed to have a level of calmness that maybe could that translate to Let's be Celtic? Br- br- brutally frank about this. He wouldn't have been anywhere near a Scotland to call up if uh, Stevie Clark wasn't a Scotland manager, and that's the truth of it. And I think we can say the same thing. And um, Tierney and Robertson were out. Well, we can say the same thing about Finlay, and it was, circum- it was circumstantial. And I think, Darren, you're right. Um, I think Greg wouldn't be anywhere near it, and I think. That probably tells you we can't talk, call him a Scotland inter, international of of that kind of stature because he was filling a hole. Okay, and as you raised earlier, talking about volleyball and golly, it's a player. So Celtic have bought a left back this summer. It's been a bit of a mixed bag so far. I think there's green shoots of recovery when he's beyond the halfway line. He looks quite confident with the ball, but in defence, you can see players constantly talking to him, telling him what position to be in. What's your initial impressions of Bolling Golly? I first saw him live, I thought 
he strips really well. Physical. Good pace. I thought his technical ability was decent. His use of the ball in the final third was decent. He looked like a guy who was struggling to um, cope with his nerves. And I think that's uh, when that happens, your decision-making goes awry. And I think defensively, and I think Lennon has also admitted that he's a work in progress, that he's going to learn. He's got to become accustomed to playing that position and having the discipline in behind him and stop panicking. And I think, again, if you've got a raw product there, I think there's something to work on. Celtic fans are already decrying him and rolling him out, and I think it's far too hasty. I do believe that they should go and recruit someone to give him the competition, but you forget that Johnny Hayes is still there. Where's the Where's the rush? Oh, I think no, I think there's undoubtedly a a, a, a need for another left back. Lennon said so himself. But ball and ball and golly, there may be even a role and a more uh, an opportunity for a more advanced role because he does look good going forward. Set up one of the goals, lovely pass. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of watched a lot of him on Scout before he signed, and it was glaringly obvious to us at that point that he wasn't the best defender. But do you so have I think to be, Celtic you, knew what they were getting with yeah, him. Do you have to? If Celtic play with, fundamentally, they play with a, a full-back who's a wing-back because the onus is on attacking. They're, they're playing for the majority of the game in, in the final third. Celtic's wing-backs um, are auxiliary fullbacks they've got to be conscious of what's happening over their shoulder but they're so dominant and they dictate play so much that you can afford to have deficiencies behind you I think there's more to come from them in both aspects but when they're recruiting they're not looking really at the defensive side of it as much as what they can affect the game offensively and I think there's encouraging signs in that department he's not going to get asked as many questions the European environment's different for him because there's a different level, it's a different... You're, if you've not got certain qualities, it exposes you. And I think that's the reason why he's getting powered. He's not been eased in against St Mirren, yeah. Motherwell, whatever. He's had to come in at the highest tempo and that's been difficult for him. Yeah, and it is... I mean, there's a mitigating circumstance. It is very early. So let's let's ease off on the going for him. You know, he's, he, he, there's been positive signs... Gordon says, so let, let's just hang for a wee bit. He also made a clearance it. against Clues last week, which uh, had he not have made and reacted and anticipated and come in and cleared it, which for me, he deserved a lot of credit for, but it's muted in the fact that people want to... It's, it's kind of the way football is just now. As soon as you make a mistake, you're pilloried. It's polarised. Everything's Ever, black and white, isn't it? You yeah. know. Can I put a name in the mix? Max oh. Lowe, would that be an option for Celtic? I, th- I think he's a serious upgrade on uh, Greg Taylor. I mean, he was he was Aberdeen's man of the match in the Betfred Cup final. How was James Forrest? Didn't he? he was yeah, very good that he, day. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. Really good player. Too good for uh, to not be in Derby's team for a start. I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Rangers have been looking at him. Aberdeen initially wanted to bring him back as well. I think, and you know, we've written that Max Lowe's under consideration. I think of the names that we are aware of, he should be number one. See when you're recruiting a team like Celtic, and I hate to go technical on you here, but see when you're looking at a fullback and Tierney had it, you've got you've, you've got three three gears. You can accelerate, you can burst, you can explode. You're looking at um, Taylor; he doesn't have that kind of athleticism. Low does yeah. um, really impressive, and you can see a player that's capable of moving up to a higher level. That's the problem here. You know, you're you're, you're trying to recruit players who maybe are, are playing and they're, they're coping at the level that they're at. Low looks as if he can go beyond that. And it's all about gears, it's all about athleticism. And that's where the wing-back role comes in. That's why he's, certainly I agree with Dan, a much better option. 
Yeah, can I just return to Greg Taylor though? I mean, I don't want to be a public hanging of the guys. He, he has got a lot of talent. I just yeah. think it'd be unfair on him. I love the fact right. that I agree. I agree. And I hope he becomes a, a right good player for Scotland as well down the line. Yep. It's going to be hard for him to get in ahead of those guys that we've mentioned. But yeah, I just don't think it'd be fair on him right now. It's just asking too much to be Kieran okay. Tierney's replacement. And, and as you could say that of just about anyone. But at least Max Lowe's got that wee bit more experience and, you know, played that higher level as well. So we're, right now we're in a beautifully furnished podcast suite, but I'd like to try and take your minds elsewhere. Imagine you were in the Lennox Town or Celtic Park boardroom and there's cash come in for Kieran Tierney. What areas do you think out with left back do you think need strengthening? Well, Lennon's already said. Where he, I mean, yeah, the five position, but where would you, if you, if there's a certain amount of money, where would you target for Celtic? I, th- I think they need a. Just repeat what the manager said: okay. uh, a striker, a winger, a centre back. What did he say? Yeah, well, left winger, right winger. I think if you were caught out by the right winger, with Sved and Forrest. See, see, Sved. Can I just take you kind of off conversation a wee bit? Cool. Sved. Surprised, I thought he could have maybe had a wee shout on Saturday there. I mean, he didn't need Celtic didn't need him because they were just running rings round Motherwell. But I was surprised he didn't come on. Do you think the worry with Fred is this, we've all been able to watch the goals he scored before he arrived, the goal he got in Estonia. Do you think it's everything else to his game, with the kind of understanding how to track back, all this part, is that maybe what's keeping him out of the team? Do you think he's lacking in that then? Well, I, I, well it's a bit, slightly one pace and I think you'd quite happily, if he loses the ball, he's not one to track back and I think that's kind of prerequisite of playing for Celtic. I think he's probably got a bit to go yet before he's considered weekly for Celtic. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Aunt, what do you think, Gordon? Graham's question about the left or right wing. Where was the more need? We're talking about the flanks here. Yeah, I think the the greater needs more central. I'm not kind of architect, but I think they're well covered. It depends what kind of environment you're asking Celtic to go and strive in. Is it if it if it's domestically? Again, I think they've got weapons all over the pitch where they need to recruit. Really, nowhere really. I don't really see any kind of panic. Champions League, if they want to get into the group stage, different kettle of fish. If we're in the boardroom and you're asking me the question, yep, get the money spent, go and get an architect who can pick passes from the middle of the park. Logic was that guy, but he can't get him fit. Christie's that guy now, though. Yeah, Christie's getting Cal um, McGregor coming still, more and more at the fore and is looking absolutely like that Scottish player that we love to see, um, exciting. But I'm talking about somebody that's got a more kind of cute football brain, just be able to pick and let players play around him. I don't think Celtic really have that. I think Logic gives them that. I don't think Christie's that kind of player. Christie's dynamic, you know, burst. He's technically getting better and better. Mm-hmm. I just think that if you, if you really have that money burning a hole in your in your pocket, there's an architect there that can make the whole thing work. And I think Lenny will be looking for someone like that. That's a fair point. You obviously touched upon Rogic, but Patrick Roberts was a player when he was on form. He had an ability for this kind of slide rule pass and it could make the difference as well. So yeah, he, played, he, that. he played, exposed him. Basically, they tried to isolate him in a flank and get him to play and drive at players. He would eliminate players. And he did have that kind of genesis choir, that kind of wee bit of genius to feed things through. But he was doing it from a wide area. I don't know somebody really that's got stature that can sit in the middle of the park and do that. Okay. Like a Scott Allen pass from yesterday at Ibrox. Well, there, there's a perfect example of what um, a real creative brain can give you. Mm-hmm. You can... Um, Obviously, never won them a game, but pulled them back into a game that they were they were down and down and out, and so that kind of pass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another player who's looking to make his way at Celtic, Lewis Morgan. He's a chance. Started the last two games. He was away in loan last season. Uh, he was mentored Jack Ross down in Sunderland. Didn't quite happen for him. 
and it's not quite happening for him now. What do you see in Lewis Morgan as a player, Patsy? I see a good, again, young Scottish talent. Not young, young, but certainly learning more. His uh, progression's been rapid. Let's be honest. Again, they're talking about levels. Is Lewis Morgan going to carry Celtic and a Celtic team to qualification in the Champions League? Is he going to go into the big arenas in Europe and excel? I don't think he is. I think he's uh, a good asset to have against a motherwell at St Mirren. I think he goes and he stretches teams and he's got good ability. But, but he played I against Motherwell on Saturday and he wasn't... No, I don't think he was great. No. Uh, well, you'd ask me, is, is he a long-term Celtic player? I think everyone knows the answer to that. I don't think he is. Okay. Yeah, whereas, whereas Mikey Johnson, you can see him Yeah, he's got more strength to his bow. He yeah. certainly has. He's got, he's got a more potent goal threat. Right. He's, got, he's got a better kind of finesse and he manipulates the ball a wee bit better, whereas yeah. Morgan depends on his pace a lot more. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Ryan Christie factor, every player from now until the end of time will be, oh, just give him a year, they'll become... Ryan Christie, but that's a bit of a fallacy, isn't it? That's I think Christie's situation's pretty Every unique. player finds a level, and every player either rises to the level and settles, and I think Lewis Morgan, despite everybody wanting him to do more and go and excel and get find a level that's beyond them, I think there's a level there, and he's hit his level. And I think Christie is continuing to claim, and he's you know that's really encouraging, but I think he's younger than Morgan. He's um, a more rounded player. I think his, his temperament for going and taking responsibility is much better. Lewis Morgan has found his level. It's not a criticism, but I don't think he's a Celtic. What is his level then, Parts? I think when he went down and played in England in the League, League One, he coped with that. And I think when he played in the Championship in Scotland, he coped with that really well. And I think he stepped up the St Mirren in the Premier League. That kind of level is probably where he can hurt teams and get the occasional goal and be a good outlet for them. I think that's probably his level. Yeah, I mean, again, you don't want to write the guy off, no, although although you just have. Uh, you know, I, I think few Celtic fans up until relatively recently, when Ryan Christie first came back from his loan spell at Aberdeen, I think, well, I know a lot of Celtic fans are saying he's not good enough, he's not going to... Well, so, that's true, because there was a game at Rugby Park that Celtic lost in the last minute, Finlay scored, and Christie was very poor that day. It appeared that his Celtic career was coming to an end. Comes on against Hearts a month later, scores a goal and everything changes. Yeah. So see it can you, turn around. Or um, see if you ask defenders, who would they rather face up? Remember Scott Sinclair when he first came to Scotland? James Forrest over the last couple of years. Who do you want to face up? Do you want to face up? Players that terrify you with pace, ability, they've got real confidence, they can go inside and outside. Um, they, they will come inside the park, they'll link up play, they'll be really top of their game confidence. Or Lewis, if you ask players, they would rather have a, a Lewis Morgan who basically is going to try and go outside you more often than not, and he's going to use his pace, it's easy to defend against. You Celtic, just drop back a bit, don't you? Yeah. Of course. Celtic, yeah. if, again, they're talking about European level, when they when they come up against proper European teams, they've got explosive pace, and that's what the defenders, you're talking about Bolly there, and he's been, uh, you're, you're, you're vulnerable against that. Celtic need to have a European pedigree level player, of which Forrest is, of which Sinclair is, to go and impact and do something. If they're going to settle, Again, for a player who's found his level in Lewis Morgan, you will fail to get to where you want to go. Yeah, excellent. So, we'll turn to the manager now. Uh, some Celtic supporters online are calling it Lennon Ball. 12, goal, 12 goals in the first two league games, seven in the first five at the weekend. From last season, Lennon took over for Brendan Rodgers, talked about managing uh, the former boss's team, and they didn't score more than three goals. Uh, up until the end of the season but already they've started fast what do you think has been the biggest change? Uh, well he just 
implement his own ideas now and he just feels freer. I d- don't think it was so much that he felt he, he couldn't implement his own ideas. It was just, it's difficult for, I think we touched on this in a podcast a couple of months ago, it's difficult for a manager who's a caretaker to say, right, see that manager who delivered you treble, treble. Uh, we're just going to ignore what he says and we're just going to do it my way. That was impossible. It was never going to happen. So he needed to be given the job full time and now he's more comfortable in his own skin. And I think a lot of Celtic fans who are who are a wee bit sceptical of Lennon are starting to come round and go, by the way, I'm enjoying this guy's football. Mm-hmm. I mean, they never scored seven goals under Brendan Rodgers, but they did with Lennon against St. Johnson. Another five there, as you say, 12 and two. It's it's thrilling. There's yeah. going to be dips, but it's thrilling. I remember asking him maybe three weeks ago, "What was the f- what was the first thing you had to try and change? What was what was within your dressing room that Brendan had left that you d- you weren't happy with?" And he used the word tempo, 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 and playing forward, getting players to appreciate now that his way was more get it moving forward early, play with a tempo early, but do it in the final third quicker. Mm-hmm. F- criticisms of R- Brendan Rodgers' team were at, at times were laboured, too exaggerated, too. To the side, to the side, to the side. Watch Celtic now. They open themselves up and play early. They get their wide players on the ball earlier and they go and they're more ag- aggressively attacking earlier. And that's why it seems to me they're getting more chances or burying teams yeah. quicker. It's because it's less of a sophistication and more of plenty of strengths. If you've got boys that are hot just now, get them on the ball early and go and attack. He, I mean, because I think uh, the manager said that on his first game against Hearts, didn't he? He says he wants them to move the ball quicker. So he's brought that up again, or you've kind of prompted it. So it's obviously at, f- at the forefront of his mind. And you said something interesting about Leicester at the weekend there, Graham. Yeah, so Brendan Rodgers, at times I think Celtic fans would know that as well, especially the home games, a lot of passing. Uh, all their defenders had at least 45 touches in the first half and only had one shot in target, yep. which was lower than any game at home last season. It seemed quite a Brendan Rodgers style of football. I know Wolves are decent opposition, but maybe it's the way it's going for... Rodgers at Leicester. I've spoken to football. players that played against Celtic last year, and they said that they say that under Rodgers, they could get a breather. You can you, you, you can get your recovery because they knew that they were going to change the angle of attack. It allowed them to get back into position. They could take a breath. Lennon's relentless pursuit of give me another goal, give me another goal doesn't allow defenders to breathe. It squeezes the life out of them, and that's what makes them um, capitulate so quickly. And that's what you're seeing now. You're seeing. A guy who managed Hibs last last season didn't have the same kind of quality players who was getting that kind of tempo with Hibs. He's now got it with better players at Celtic and he's learned more and he's squeezing the life out of teams. But here's the thing, I mean, there was all this criticism about Lennon's football and all oh, we're going to get uh, some we've been uh, treated, spoiled under Brendan Rodgers. Lennon's Hibs team could play some really exhilarating stuff. Yeah. And as you say, that's with players not of the same capabilities and standards that he's got at Celtic. So... You know, and it's going to be thrilling in Europe. We saw that Clues game, the first leg, the first 20, 25 minutes. It was end-to-end stuff. You never yeah. see that. Now, it's maybe a wee bit here and scare them sometimes, but it, you, it got a result. You used a good word earlier on, freedom. There's a freedom. But I use it's not as enough, rigid as uh, Rogers. Certainly, look at the goal for us, scores. You know, he's in the opposite end of the pitch. It's, uh-huh. um, players need to have the backing from the manager. Brendan, there's no, nobody better for making players feel good at themselves, but Lennon has that in abundance as well. Yeah. But in just maybe defence of Rodgers quickly, do you think Lennon's maybe reaping the rewards of that two to three year spell of working under Rodgers' way? So guys like Cal McGregor, James Forrest, their abilities, were really top class manager on the training pitch. And now, without a doubt, change the style, it gives Celtic more a doubt, options. He has rejuvenated players. He saved careers at Celtic. James Forrest is a classic example. 
a lot of Celtic fans would have let him let him go yeah, when Brendan arrived. But you know, it shows you confidence. Such a massive thing in football and in life. And if you can get a gift of installing confidence into players that were maybe needing a lift like Forrest, and there's numerous others. McGregor's become a f- phenomenal talent, and Rogers should take immense credit for that. Oh, he did. He did wonders for those things, and that's kind of been well documented. But there's always a shelf life, mm-hmm. and sometimes players need new ideas and different way of saying, being told things. Mm-hmm. I think they're benefiting from that now, and I think they'll perform better in Europe because again, it's been spoken about wildly, widely even about Lennon's European record. I think they'll deal with clues. I know you'll probably want to come on to that in a minute, but aye, I think I think they're in better shape. Okay. Still a lot of work to do, though. Yeah, managers need to be, on, on occasion, frightened. There's a passion within Lennon, within a dressing room that Brendan Rodgers, not saying he's not got a passion, but if you, if you can scare a player into action, some, some of them need that, and Lennon's more than capable of doing that. He can be fiercer. Mm. There's a more kind of pragmatic, kind of uh, passive kind of quality that Rodgers had... And again, a change of voice, a noisy dressing room, it helps. Mm. And Lennon, obviously, vast experience in the Celtic hot seat in the past. Previously got 99 points in his final season in the job. This looks like a team capable of winning that 32, 33 games again. Rangers have started fast, but it's going to take a lot for anyone to stop the Celtic team, isn't it, partly? I genuinely don't think that Rangers are capable of stopping Celtic and I think um, even as impressive as they have been over the last few weeks Celtic have been over the course far too many times they've racked up too many trophies they re- know how to win What do you think Rangers you know, undoing will be? Um, I think ultimately there was no evidence of it yesterday but I've seen I've seen signs since the start of the, start of the season they'll lose games that they shouldn't the command game they get out of, out of jail to get us over the line the way they, they did at Rugby Park, people were suggesting to me that that was a sign of a team that that's changed the kind of narrative. They can go and win that late late game. But didn't do that for me. It worried me as a, if I was a Rangers fan because your inability, your Achilles heel, which was last year, losing the games that they should win, it reared its head again. And that's going to be well, it the didn't, reason why. Rangers no, won. I, I, okay, they did, right? But you look at I the know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. If you're going to have to put it, put it this way, if you're going to have to ask to bail yourself out on that many occasions, more often than not, you won't get that last second second goal. And that's where Celtic, who have been over the course before, don't leave it as late to do that. And it's going to be closer than I think um, it's been. Certainly a nine-point gap. I think if Rangers get within the nine points, they're doing well. Your thoughts, Don? Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I hate to sit in the fence. Parts he could well be right. Celtic are the better team, or have been over the past few years. Rangers are looking have improved, so I don't know. But I think you know a couple of the guys. I think Keith Jackson wrote in his column a couple of weeks ago that whoever's going to win the title need to win it, uh, crew more than 100 points. And I think they're just going to blow the Aberdeen Hibs hearts away. I think maybe yesterday was, we've got a great contrast with Rangers and the opposition because yesterday they played against Hibs side that came at them, got a man sent off, loads of holes. Rangers are brilliant at that. They're brilliant at going away from home where there's that bit more space and they'll really hurt you. The Kilmarnock game, as Parsi says, sat back a bit more, they struggled. The low block. The low block. They maybe struggle with that stuff. There's an easy formula to come up with in football to determine who's the better better team. And it's quite simple. Which team, which players from Rangers would you put into the Celtic team? And how many Celtic players would Rangers fans have in their team? They wouldn't have any. There you go. You're looking at 
No, Rangers fans wouldn't have well, Celtic players. In I there. think the 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 more reflective ones, the ones that want a bit of success, that are looking at it, would be able to pick a few Celtic players. But I don't think genuinely football people would have James Tavernier, maybe, right? Stephen Davis, maybe. Who else? Well, Morelos or. But would they? Would, I, well, would they you swap Edward for... No, no, no. I'm say Celtic fans wouldn't take those players, but I think there's an argument for them. I think there's certainly more... You, you could well be right, Parsi, but I think there's certainly more of a, an argument now to be had uh, of of a couple more Rangers players in a Celtic team than there were, was last year or the season before. Which is why it's going to be a more exciting campaign uh. and Rangers potentially could challenge. But I have my doubts. Yeah. So we turn our attentions to Clude. Celtic have got a massive Champions League qualifier during the week. This is around Celtic have been able to navigate in recent years. They've got to the playoff stage seven times in the last eight seasons. And they'll be looking to do it again against Dan Petrescu's side. The first leg, it was an open game, one each. Celtic had their chances. On home turf, they should be able to get the job done, shouldn't they, Partsy? You like to think so. I don't think Clude showed enough to suggest that they're going to be much of a threat. They did have a counter-attacking... Um, Ability, but again, European night at Celtic Park. No, it's a cliche, but everything is geared towards Celtic. They are getting stronger. They are, you can see the kind of pre-season kind of issues are now behind them. They've got a competition for places. Is it enough at Celtic just now? People can't drop their standards, and standards will be enough to insist that Lennon gets the performance that he demands. And I think they'll win by at least a couple of, couple of goals. I think they'll comfortably cruise it. Yeah, I think they'll get my hammering actually. I think it could be another uh, second qualifying round, second leg result. I think they'll give my right doing. Uh, but where I will differ from Parsi, I think the Celtic need a wee bit more quality for the playoff round against Slavia Prague. I think I think Lennon knows that. I don't think they can gamble and go with what they've got because it's backfired a couple of times and it may well do so again because they'll be a big step up in standard. That's a great point. I think you made Dan just <laughs> Zane nods in the background yeah. there. Just no for the way. reason that Celtic, the tails are up. Obviously, it's been a good start to the season. But if it goes badly wrong in this playoff round or even against Kludge, fans are fickle. The Kieran Tierney money, you couple that with the Brendan Rodgers money, and then you oh, go back to Moussa Dembele money. Yeah. Then questions are it's a big time for Celtic. They, to get they don't right. need the uproar. They, they need uh-huh. need it to be a nice, happy place. Fans are on side with Lennon. They've got money in the bank. They need to spend it because there'll be outcry and it'll be toxic and they don't want that when Rangers are looking good. Just keep everything nice and happy at Celtic Park and they'll do all right. Okay. And talking about spending money, Celtic splashed the cash on Christopher Julian this summer, £7 million. But there's a chance he might not start this game. Uh, Hammond's back. He's back in training today. He looks likely to start at right back. And Lennon's trusted Ion Simunovic in these big games in the past. Is that is there any cause for concern or is this just a new signing building up speed? Or will Ion Simunovic, if they stay fit, be the first choice partnership? Aye, I don't forward? know if it's a cause for concern, but it's it's odd that you spend seven million pounds uh even Celtic who've who've put out a lot of money over the last while, it's it's odd that you pay seven million pounds for a player and then not he's not an instant starter. Mm-hmm. But it's not a concern. And a lot of that's to do with the fact that Lennon's got a real man crush on Simunovic. He's a massive fan, isn't he? He's yeah. really impressed since he's come in. And he's, he's said in the past that he trusts him for these big European games. So 
you'd imagine he'll almost definitely start Naya will probably slot back uh, inside but I don't think you can trust Simonovic that, that's the thing because there's, there's an injury just waiting yeah. or a red card but when he's when he's good mm. I like him yeah I'm reassured by everybody that I speak to that knows Julian and uh, that he's a, going to be a real asset. Um, I think money will be decent at the weekend. Again, there's no, there's no panic. There's no um, let the guy settle, settle in. Let's see what he's got to offer. Give uh, players, players at a club at Celtic can take six months before they actually show themselves. So let's just wait. It's a positive part, sir. I'll never. That's a fair point. Because oh, I was warned before uh, I come on. Uh, like every defender Celtic <laughs> sign gets compared to Virgil van Dijk and even van Dijk himself with a tough night in the office away to Carragandy so it's obviously plenty of time for Julian to hey, uh, get his that, best there's that rain man knowledge again yes that? exactly right. what, what year was that uh, you uh, tell us in 2013 right okay, okay thank so you. I think that will do us for the day uh, that's all for us this week uh, we'll be back next midweek to talk all things Celtic and don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available and if you like this please review us and rate it from there thanks for joining